Welcome to the Ani and Ryan podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ani and Ryan podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ani. And today we are talking about Tesla. So Tesla for us, it's very near and dear to our hearts. We have been Tesla customers since 2016. We have really even known about Tesla. We didn't even know about it until 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of, at first, were a little bit skeptical. Then we kind of did the research and saw it, and then we gave it a shot. We did a couple test drives and bought one privately, and since then, we've been full Tesla fanboy mode. And in fact... Where we are right now in Germany, we are like a fi- it's a 15 minute drive from here to the new Giga factory that they are building outside of Berlin. Yeah, Grünheide. Germany. So, yay! We already went there a few times and yeah. looked what's up. Yeah. And it's trees, by the way, right now. Just yeah. trees. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing there at all. But it's um, definitely yeah, it's. Um, shout out to Eric, Ryan's cousin, who got us into Tesla, and um, yeah, he was definitely he was the man that told us all about it, and he really he bragged about it so much. He was very very passionate about it. Yeah, so I remember that. Let's go ahead and kind of dive in, starting with what we had before, what we. The vehicles we went through. Also, I think we should talk about how they market and sell and how they run their referral program, which has changed a lot since it started, and kind of go from there. So, uh, Tesla was definitely the first electric vehicle that I had owned. Um, I can say the same for you as well. Mm-hmm. And before that, we had a Toyota Corolla, and I also had a Dodge ram pickup truck and the other truck in between the old one. Oh yeah we had a what was it was that 98 gmc 1500 i think so this was 2014 13 and 14 yeah. uh ended up selling that after the wheel came off but that's a different topic <sighs> <laughs> well we can yeah that one we don't even need to go there so um long story short i was driving a lot for my work i really wanted the tesla to begin with and i always thought it was so ridiculously expensive that there's no way i could ever afford this thing uh, but in crunching the numbers because you still get federal mileage deductions just like you do with a, a gas vehicle by the way we're talking about the model s back then it was only oh, the yeah. model s yeah. and the roadster of course yeah. but the yeah. original roadster yeah. not the new one um, yeah, so crunching all the numbers in, it uh, really wasn't that much different. It was just instead of me paying X amount of dollars for the car, X amount of dollars for gas, X amount of dollars for oil changes, it was just X amount of dollars for the car payment. And uh, charging, you know, there's a little bit of a cost there, but because I was mainly on the road, I was hitting superchargers almost all the time for my daily driving in between. So. Uh, There really wasn't that much of an expense there. Also, there was really no maintenance on the car as well, um, so I didn't hardly spend anything on that. And, yeah, I mean, we drove that thing almost 40,000 miles in about 10 months, 
and then we um, got our Model X. But before I guess before we go to the Model X, let's talk a little bit about what the Model S was. So this was a 2013 Model S, and we had bought it for fifty six thousand. We drove it for forty. I want to say forty thousand miles. And then we got almost 49 for it when we traded it into yeah. Tesla on the Model X. So That's something that doesn't happen with a Corolla. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we lost so much money on our other cars. Like yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, but you have to remember too that during the time that I owned that car that the mileage deductions were there. I also was not paying really hardly anything for gas. There was no maintenance. I paid for one set of tires because I bought the car used and the tires were halfway worn on it and then I put another 40,000 miles on it. So I had to buy two tires. Um, that was really all we did. We just drove that thing. We drove it to Florida, uh, drove it to Atlanta. I bought it in Chicago. I had driven it to Indiana as well um, when we had purchased the, the 3D printers. I drove up there for that auction. Um, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of driving, and I think I drove to Indiana twice for that. Um, and then after that, we traded that in, and then we got our Model X. And our Model X was uh, a P90D Signature Edition. It was VIN 861. It was one of the very first thousand that were produced. And for us. Um, was a dream come true. It really was. I mean, because it was a, um, because it was an inventory vehicle, there was a little bit of an, a price adjustment. There was also the federal tax credit that was still applicable at the time, which is not now. And that made it doable for us to do that. So the price that we were paying for our Model S was almost the same as the Model X monthly. So we did it. And that's our, that's the first new car that we had outside of the Corolla hmm. that we'd ever bought. And it was crazy because this thing on paper looked to be twice as expensive as my first house that I bought. Um, literally twice as expensive as my first house. But when you looked at the monthly expenses that you were putting into it, factor in depreciation, maintenance, all that kind of stuff, it really was not all that expensive looking at it on a cost versus value versus deductions and things like that you know that you're going to get so that was our first kind of dealer bought or store bought i should say not really dealer bought a store bought tesla uh, we drove that thing for almost twenty thousand miles but we had um a lot of time spent in loaners because unfortunately being one of the first ones built it did have some mechanical yeah, issues but tesla always took good care of us yeah. there was never a time that we were unhappy with it and we would like even though we had this experience i wouldn't even say it's a bad i mean it's not pleasant, but they made it. They always, they really took good care of us. And, yes, and we had we a would always buy a new Tesla for sure. Like just because the service there. Also, when you go there and want to look at the, their cars, they're not sale, like they're not pushy, anything, mm -hmm. nothing. Like we always had the best experience. Um, always great did. people that, that live, uh, that work there. 
and um I would say we probably did four or five test drives, like in separate times of coming there, yeah. test driving and leaving and coming back again and test driving again. We probably did that at least four or five times before I bought the first one, which we bought privately. We didn't even buy it from them. Hmm. And they were still super happy that we had even just bought a Tesla. Yeah. So. I also remember with the Model X. So there in Franklin, Tennessee, where we lived, um, there is the cinema and every first was it every first saturday or sunday of a month they have like this huge every car first show. saturday is the big one it's okay. every saturday yeah. but every first saturday is the every big first one. Saturday. cars and coffee national yeah. cars and coffee we we took the tesla there the model x and it you know not many people knew about that especially in that area of the country i would even say mm -hmm. kind of you know it's definitely that time frame too this being was in California. three years ago yeah. four years ago yeah so we came there and as soon as, like, nobody looked really at the, at the car, but as soon as we opened <laughs> the back doors, it was just, we were just, it was just crowds surrounding yeah. us. And it, it scared us even a little yeah. bit. We're like, oh, I don't know, I don't want people touching it. And Yeah, they were definitely, they were going overboard. Yeah. Because typically with that cars and coffee, people don't, don't touch cars or even stick their heads in them. But yeah. people were like jumping in the seats and sitting down and pushing buttons and... Yeah. Yeah, it was not not good. Yeah, we just wanted to really represent Tesla. Like we just wanted to show the people, hey, look, like this is amazing, and we wanted to inform them about it. And I mean, it definitely worked because of the back doors. So yeah, and also uh, because of this as well, um, Tesla had a referral program. And you could get different rewards. So let's go ahead and talk about oh, yeah. that because it still exists, and I'm, I mean, we still have a code. I'm not even going to link it. I'm not trying to sell anybody on a referral here, but for us, it was cool because at the time, uh, we had the blog. We had the Tesla blog. We were active in different Tesla groups. I have my own Tesla group, and uh, my cousin and I also built an app because at this point, the Model Three was a rumor with a single picture. So. We built an app where you could go through and change the interior colors. You could change the exterior colors, change the wheels. And so at this point, we had the Tesla blog. We had the groups and then also like Facebook groups. And then my cousin and I built an app for the Model 3, which at the time was just a single picture that it, Tesla had released. And we built an app where you could go in and change the color you could change the paint color you could change the wheel color interior color and all of these things referenced our referral code that they gave you plus also just word of mouth i mean we were yeah. you know like flappy jawed about how much we love tesla so all of that together we actually did get some referrals and we got them starting to stack up and we got some really cool rewards from tesla too for being you know, customers and actively promoting them. So for anyone who doesn't know, you will never probably see a Tesla commercial on TV. Um, I don't know if they will ever change that, but they, to this point, they have not made a, t a commercial and put it on TV. So how they promoted was they would give their customers a referral code and then encourage them to share that with their friends, family, network, uh, and then also throughout the internet. And the rewards would be as small as a piece of luggage 
or as large as a free roadster if you have you know enough referrals for that so we so what all did we get we get we got two 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 of the luggage luggage. yeah two of the radio flyers yeah set of wheels two power walls which we have as credits right now because we moved to new york where we couldn't actually use the power wall and and the event and the semi unveiling of it. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, that for me, honestly, that's the most amazing thing that we got. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so we got uh, got the, that invite to the semi um, truck unveil in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. Ryan Ryan used to live in LA for a while before he met me. And he always talked about taking me there because he thought, oh, you would really like it there, you know, because I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm from Germany, it's different, like, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee was just a different world for me. And, uh, like, he felt like California would, is a good mixture of both worlds, like the American mid-country world. It's and, a melting pot, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an open-minded, not... Um, how would I say it? Like comparing to New York, people are very standoffish and LA seems to me very open. Hmm. Oh yeah. And so what we did, we actually, we didn't fly to, um, Los Angeles. We flew to Las Vegas, rented a car and drove to LA yeah. with a little stopover in Barstow. <laughs> what? No, not Barstow. What? <clears throat> Barstow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We were just <laughs> too tired to keep going and. Yeah. We should have kept going. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have. Yeah, we should have. But, yeah, good experience. So we drove to L.A. and, yeah, we just spent a week there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and we were gone eight days or nine days total, something like that. Yeah, and the first, was it the first night? Yeah, we the first night we stayed with the brother um, of one of our best friends yeah. um, in the world. So... Thank you still for yeah. that. Always thankful. Shout outs to Rick and John. Always thankful. <laughs> um, so we stayed at their place. They actually watched a little boy, um, which was so amazing because otherwise we, we just simply could have not done it because, yeah. you know, we didn't have family. The event didn't start until like 8 o'clock yeah. or 9 o'clock. And yeah. we had to leave at like 5.30 to get there in time because yeah. it was on the complete opposite side of the city. Yeah, so we drove there and, yeah, got to experience the event. Um, saw Elon Musk from afar a little bit, mm-hmm. but still it was amazing experience to be there with all those people. Everybody just also, loving Tesla. For, for me, too, being Tesla fanboy, um, yes, we saw Elon, but we also saw Straubel. And uh, for people that love Elf, John Favreau was there, or Swingers, depending on how old you are. Um, John Favreau was there, uh, all the people that are Tesla bloggers that we were watching, you know, mm-hmm. as we were looking and researching Tesla, uh, all those people were there, of course. And yeah. also saw the semi up close, got to get in it, uh, the roadster as well. And then also meeting Franz, the chief designer at Tesla. That was awesome. And that was like our first date night too. Yeah. Since he was born. Yeah. Since our son was born. <laughs> yeah. Not since Franz was born. <laughs> yeah. 
That was so amazing. Yeah, and then we spent a week in LA, uh, Tesla land, what we found out. Yeah, Tesla, the only, if I had a gripe about Los Angeles, it's that you all let the Tesla wave go. You need to bring it back. Because in Tennessee, when you see a Tesla, you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, there's a Tesla. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, there's a definitely a, a connection, a deep connection with yeah. other Tesla drivers. And that yeah. was not yeah, in LA. Mm -hmm. But I loved it there. I yeah. love Southern California. I mean, at least what I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was amazing. Good food, good people. Good weather. Oh yeah, the people like good scenery. I I expected we before we took the trip. I was like, okay, we're gonna go to a very big city, so people are probably you know. I mean, we lived in Nashville, and Nashville people are insanely nice. Like it's mm. just they're just so nice and just the southern hospitality and everything. So I thought, okay, we go to a big city and people might be a bit rougher here, you know, because that's what I know, especially from Berlin. I mean, we're pretty rough here. And um, I always heard about, you know, New York being also a little bit more, I mean, just more hectic and stuff. So, yeah. um, but in LA, it was just like so relaxed, so yeah. laid back. It was amazing like i was really amazed that such a big city could be like so not hectic yep and also like the feel of it um just as you know an example of how forward and open and outgoing people can be there i'm not saying that everyone's this way but people can be um we had a, a guy write us from one of our tesla groups and offer uh, for his family to watch our son so we could go which was fantastic very very cool um, we had that covered because of our friend John and his brother Rick, though. But we still wanted to get to to meet this guy, so uh, we met him and actually his neighbor at a coffee shop in LA. I think it was Echo Park, right? Silver Lake. Silver, Silver Lake. Lake. And we sat there for well over an hour, wow, just uh, yeah, just chatting about life and Tesla. And you know, I'd never met this guy before. We'd only just exchanged a couple messages on Facebook, and very genuinely good guy just a really nice person and and that was our experience in los angeles from front to back it was you know and that's also how it was when i lived there uh, i had a really good time when i lived there everyone that i met was nice i never met anyone there that was rude or weird um, i have some interesting stories like that like uh the time that i ran into the the band from well i don't know exactly where they're from i think they're from finland called him and the singer kind of tripped over me when I was packing up some drum gear and felt so bad about it that he went and got all the people that he was with and had them come over and finish packing all of my stuff for me while I just stood there. And then they carried it all out of the venue and down the stairs and put it in our van. Like that. Cool. Yeah. So that's, and the, the other thing too was, uh, the funny thing was the, the show that I did at the, like, this weird kind of punk rock house that you would not expect to even be a music venue. And I, you know, I go in with my cargo shorts and my black t-shirt on, and uh, the guy's <laughs> like, dude, you're so punk. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm just wearing cargo shorts and a black t-shirt. I don't care what I look like. And he's like, that's what makes you so punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, man. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So... 
Yeah. LA, love it. Love it too. Love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Tesla, let's, let's keep this about Tesla. So uh, that event was absolutely amazing. That was like, that was the bee's knees for us with Tesla. Um, also, just being out there, you know, also we were, it's essentially where SpaceX is. So seeing uh, the Falcon 9 that they have standing outside there, very cool as well. And then we ate a lot of good food, did a lot of driving around, went to Venice, went to Malibu, uh, all up around. Calabasas. Yeah, all through there. Also, we did a kind of like a movie house Topanga. tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah, we are big movie fans. Yeah. Um, and we definitely looked at some cool places where things, like where they filmed those movies that we like so much. Yeah. So... That was our Tesla trip, and then after that, we drove back to Las Vegas, and then we uh, caught a flight home, mm -hmm. or so we thought. Yeah, so we thought. Yeah, so. they had an electrical burn in, in the so, cockpit. So it needs to go a little bit more descriptive than that. So we had actually got to Vegas the day before. I think it was like maybe eight o'clock it wasn't too late but it wasn't too early either because i remember we kind of just took a quick little walk and then we went back to our room and mm. it was time to go to bed and then the next morning we got up at like five o'clock and went to the airport and the flight was supposed to go straight from vegas to nashville and then on our way back all of a sudden the plane turns sharply and starts dropping and we start smelling like a burning smoky mm -hmm. smell uh, and my background in electronics and from touring and dealing with a lot of audio and guitar wiring i immediately knew that's an insulator burning so I'm like this is but you didn't tell me yeah i didn't tell you because there's nothing you could do about it anyway you're thirty thousand feet in the air so i knew like something something bad just happened and it turns out uh even though the airline to this day doesn't even admit it um, something was burning when we landed. There were all like the fire trucks and police and ambulances and everything were there to meet us. We did an emergency landing in Albuquerque and then they wanted to put us back on the same plane yeah. to fly. They said, and oh, I'll... it's fine. Our bad. Nothing happened. And they didn't even really like address they didn't tell us. it. Yeah. yeah that, that is the issue that I had with this. So that I couldn't, basically I could not go back onto that plane. I was... Yeah crying so bad i was just oh my god what are we gonna do now i was shocked by this situation too i'm a little bit sensitive with flying if you want to call it <laughs> scared of it scared of um of it. so yeah it was just for me there was no way that i would go back on the same plane without them even telling us exactly what has happened what they did about it and you know yeah. it's it was the communication was very very poor for sure. Yeah. So we actually rented a car in Albuquerque. Same day. We went to Panera. And I remember we just essentially bought the entire Panera menu. <laughs> and we just started driving. And we drove all the way from Albuquerque to Nashville straight. So it was hours. like we were awake from 5 a.m. Uh, Vegas time. I think that's Pacific time. All the way until like 3 p.m. Central the next day because we had flown and then we literally drove straight through mm -hmm. to Nashville. 
And also you were terrified on the drive because it was during the rut oh season God, for, yeah. for deer. So like every 15 feet on the road was a giant blood splatter. From oh my God. <laughs> I remember that. Where yeah. so many deer had been hit in the road. And then the next day, um, we drive straight through. We get back to Nashville around noon. And then the first thing we have to do is drop our bags at home and drive straight to the airport to return the car because of the timeline. We only had the car... I think we had it for 24 hours was mm. the rental. So yeah. that was like, that was the craziest blur of a, of a day and a half. But all in all, I mean, think about that trip. Like we saw so much, uh, so much Tesla, so much of an experience and we can sit here, you know, years later and talk about this. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I can't say I've been to New Mexico for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was a good one. And following that, um, you know, unfortunately, we had to get rid of our Tesla. Um, it just had some mechanical issues, and they kept reoccurring, and we just had to let it go. But they were absolute... Uh, very, very professional in how they handled the whole situation. So hats off to them for that. And we are definitely going to purchase another one as soon as we uh, get back in the States. So we'll be back there shortly. Um, I don't know really what else we want to add about it. Obviously, Model Y is out. The Cybertruck was just released. I mean, the stock last week was above $900. Now it's back down in the sevens. But to think this is a you know a company that everybody bets on to fail like it, it, oh it's... yeah and especially like what I've noticed um, here in Germany it's like it's definitely like a lot of people they say things like they're very negative about it but on the other side they also like you realize they don't really know much about it like the yeah. information that is spread I guess through media a lot you know and it's just not true like yeah it's that's something that when you're a big fan of it and the mission it just gets to you and sure. you want to educate those people but a lot of people also don't they're not open to listen. it yeah. yeah they're not open to it so you just kind of have, have to let it go but i mean we're definitely we're excited about gigafactory berlin yeah. and we're definitely supporting it always following it and literally just, following it like yes, driving down there yes. and looking at it and also of spacex i mean we we watch almost every rocket launch yeah we threw a falcon heavy party <laughs> yes yeah so we just yeah we're big fans yeah thanks to eric yep <laughs> yeah so uh the last thing that i wanted to say too like how people have their perceptions of tesla and a lot of it is based on false information so like i said last week the the tesla stock peaked at i want to say it was like 960 something like that and then it dropped the next day to 740 two weeks ago it was 400 dollars a share but the news headline read that Elon had lost whatever it was, like $6 billion because it dropped from 960 to 7 something. And while that's, you know, technically true, that's so very much a cup half empty statement to say it like that. Mm. Because going back even two weeks, it was $400 a share. So they should be saying that he essentially doubled 
his you know his worth and value of the Tesla stock shares that he owns. But uh, obviously, I don't think he's in it to just sell his his stock and move on. But obviously, if you don't sell it, you haven't lost anything. But um, such a weird way of looking at it. And that's I've seen that a lot, and I've heard it a lot with people. Sometimes when you have conversations with people around Tesla, you just have to walk away because mm. they're gonna find every single excuse to be negative or um, you know use a lot of information. It's just it's factually incorrect. Like it's it's just wrong. Yeah, we um, try our best to to definitely yeah. guide them in the right direction. Like yeah, they're and, just the facts, you know. Yeah. But also Everybody something... Everybody has their opinion, but just the facts have to be right. Yeah, something that I've learned from you as well is that, especially when dealing with people with health stuff, is that when people are not open to change or open to the information, you're beating your head against the wall yeah. to try to tell them. You know, if somebody wants to eat cookies all day, you, you can tell them a salad is going is to help them until you're blue in the face, but they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. So it's very much the same thing with Tesla. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is for now. You just have to keep, you know, it's it's a long game. It's not a short game for sure. But we are customers. We will continue to be customers and wishing them all the best. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's also good, to, you know, it's also think about it, what, what they're co competing against. You know, it's, that's just insane what they've. Like what, yeah, what they just did in that short amount of time, really, when you think about yeah. it. That's just insane. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we've got. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That wraps our story on Tesla. So I believe the next episode we'll do is probably related to Franklin and how much we love that little town. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.